ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Germany, India and South Africa and in the states of Louisiana, Massachusetts and North Carolina and to all of you for helping us reach a high of 195,000 listeners because you keep listening. Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story and the name of an archive angel or guide to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. To open up your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say these two sentences with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. Now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is discover your creativity. You can reconnect with your higher self by discovering what form of creativity gives you joy. Explore writing, dance, music, and art. Create just for your own pleasure, self-expression, and self-discovery. If you are concerned about people criticizing you, keep your creative explorations to yourself. We all have an inner critic inside ourselves composed of the voices in our lives that told us we were not good enough. We can turn to various addictions like food, alcohol, drugs, work, pornography to silence those voices. Or we can find other ways to get rid of the critic and reconnect with the part of ourselves that loves and supports us. I turned that corner and started taking back control of my mind and my life when I began using my creativity to find the parts of myself that I had buried out of fear of being criticized, of not being good enough, of not deserving love, of being all the terrible things that the judge in my head said I was. I began by joining a poetry writing group, and this was one of my first pieces, I decided to face my critical voice head-on by writing the judge in my head. I carry the judge deep inside my mind. 
he sits there all day talking at me, doesn't know how to be still, doesn't know how to just watch, takes advantage of me like I'm dead, can't get rid of that tough-talking guy, time's a-wasting as I sit and listen. He's eaten up my life one bite at a time. I may be tough to chew, but he's got tougher jaws, so he keeps on going, though I know not why. Time to put an end to his beating on me. I hear his mama calling from afar. Her voice gets closer with every breath I take. Don't you got nothing better to do with your time, son? Get yourself moving and give this lady some space to be. About 85% of our self-talk is negative. We can continue to believe those lies or we can take charge of our own mind. Kick out the negative voices, learn to love ourselves as God loves us, and overcome our addictions. The kind, loving, compassionate voices, the voice of God, the voice of truth, trust it. For those concerned about violence, natural disasters, the economy, and the pandemic, we have been doing two techniques to provide spiritual protection from fear. Recently, I offered an alternative technique to the Purple Cube and have received requests from listeners that I reintroduce it because it made them feel more protected. Given the amount of fear in our world right now, more protection is better. So let's do all three techniques. The first visualization helps heal the earth and you of fear and replaces it with love and light. Do it with me now. Visualize the earth. Now imagine putting the universal pink heart of love all around it like a big bubble. Do this at least once a day. It raises your frequency and the earth's frequency, bringing more positivity to everyone and everything on the planet. Excuse me. Let's do the second one. Imagine yourself inside a big, bright purple cube with six feet or more on each side of you. Line the cube with the color silver for protection. Place bright, dark blue caps on the eight corners of the cube so that no negative energy can get inside. Use this anytime you leave the house or if you're feeling anxious while inside the house. Let's do the third one together. Say with me. Please surround me in the sacred rainbow energy of love. Now see and feel it surrounding you for 300 feet in all directions. As Dwan Washington told us in our first show this year, hundreds of millions of angels are coming forward to help us create hope and positive change in our lives. They want to help us with small concerns and big concerns. We are not wasting their time. It's a blessing for them to be able to help us, and they are grateful for the opportunity to be of service. If you're struggling with a prescription drug addiction, for instance, you can ask for an angel who special specializes in helping people overcome that kind of addiction. This is help in addition to the assistance you receive from an addiction counselor, treatment center, sponsor, or whatever healing methods you choose. 
We can all use all the help available from the physical and spiritual realm. By participating in my guided meditation workshop video, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, you'll automatically receive the ongoing help of a thousand positive angels and connect with the angelic part of yourself that's still in heaven. You can participate when it fits your schedule from anywhere in the world. For details, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, and click on Workshop Rentals. We can all use help, and the most powerful help comes from the spiritual realm. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. My show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose love over fear, which includes happiness, gratitude, abundance, peace, joy, compassion, forgiveness, positivity, and all good things. As we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life, and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Rabbi Alan Glazer, who's here to talk about how to break free of addiction with help from Jewish wisdom. After our episode last week with Dr. Alexandra Sharon, I received the following email from Alexa. Hearing Dr. Sharon's story of grief and how she processed and overcame the hard times was inspiring. Your discussion about episodes of grief occurring in bunches really resonated with me. In my family, it seems to come in threes before clearing. I also loved how she shared that we should not let what happens in our lives dictate our happiness This is true, but can be hard to accept when you're experiencing grief. Her statement about how we become overly sensitive to the energy of others when we're experiencing, when we are experiencing grief was enlightening. I hadn't connected the two until your interview. I have always believed I was being overly sensitive. And now I can accept it as part of the grieving process and not feel guilty about it. Thank you for helping us understand our, pro- our pain and for providing tools for healing. You're welcome, Alexa. I'm so thankful that people like you are receiving healing by listening to my show. It fills me with gratitude. Another listener who's also a client told me that she started crying during the show. It helped her bring to the surface some deeply buried pain connected to the loss of what she thought her life was supposed to be. She used her session the next day to dive deeper into that pain and release the life that was based in addiction and a self that was not authentic. 
unresolved grief hurts us under the surface until we allow it to bubble up so we can feel it, mourn the loss, and let go to make room for joy and love and peace. If you miss this episode, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on processing and healing from adversity, please listen to some of my previous shows like March 19, 2020 with Kathleen O'Keefe Canavas, Becoming Stronger and Happier Through Adversity, March 28, 2019 with Rachel Beck, Overcoming Adversity and Learning How to Thrive and June 11, 2015, with Dr. Gus Kaufman. Yes, boys must cry. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration, which we all need during this difficult time. Just know I'm here for you. For added value, read my blog titled Breaking the Cycle, posted in June 2015. This blog reminds us that as we work through the process of sadness and grief, we are refilled with gratitude, happiness, and peace. Here's an excerpt. Feeling is essential. Often a client is concerned that they'll be overwhelmed with emotion to the point of not being able to handle it. When we have bottled up our emotions for long periods of time, it's difficult to begin to allow ourselves to feel without getting overtaken with sadness, anger, or grief. As Mark Twain said, the only way around it is through it. The pain is eating away below the surface at our physical and mental health. It's hurting us and will continue to do so until we let it surface so we can feel it and let it go. The pain and damage is prolonged when we don't let it go. The key is to stop hanging on to the harmful emotions. To read the rest of this blog or any of my others, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. In addition to my blogs, check out my YouTube channel with 68 videos, including my series on Dr. Paula Speaks Her Truth. My current affirmation is to help us feel peaceful. The American Psychological Association is predicting that the next pandemic will be a mental health crisis. Let's get ahead of this by finding peace within ourselves now. No matter what is happening in our lives or in the world, we still have a choice as to how we respond. We can choose peace. Say the affirmation with me. Peace in my mind. Peace in my body. Peace in my spirit peace in my soul. When we have peace within, our mind is sharp and we can think clearly. We are in the present moment and can respond rather than react. Please teach this to your children and say it with them every day. Let's say it one more time together. Peace in my mind, peace in my body, peace in my spirit, peace in my soul. So it's a good affirmation to say while falling asleep and upon Waking and any time you're feeling nervous or worried or in quiet moments, I often repeat it over and over again while at the dentist, chiropractor, or acupuncturist, while going for a walk, or if I wake up during the night. Now it's time for my silver lining story. 
My journey into my own creativity helped me overcome my addictions to food and emotional abuse. It continues to help me let go of negative self-talk, express my feelings in a healthy way, discover my true self, heal, and have inner peace. During a creative workshop in 1987, I wrote this impromptu piece. My peaceful place, a place of no time, no worries, no have-tos, only sun, birds, squirrels, and their playground. The trees provide endless entertainment for the squirrels as they scamper, chase, jump, and occasionally pause in their endless motion-making activity. The birds and wind provide the music with a variety of sounds that only nature can create. The butterflies grace me with their presence and their beauty occasionally landing on me. The purple martins swoop down low over my head as they go out in search of food, while the crow and mockingbird play their version of King of the Mountain on the telephone wires. A whole world exists in a parallel way to mine. I must force myself to tune into it when I'm walking or driving. It's all too easy to stay in my head and forget to enjoy the beauty that has been provided to me, free of charge. Then a bird will fly across my windshield, catch my attention, bring me out of the mundane, remind me to look and listen, and inevitably, I smile. Our guest, Rabbi Alan Glazer, is passionate about ending the stigma of addiction in the Jewish world and helping Jews find sobriety and serenity. In 2014, Rabbi Alan began his personal journey of recovery from multiple addictions. In 2019, he founded our Jewish recovery. In 2020, he published And God Created Recovery, Jewish Wisdom, to help you break free from your addiction, heal your wounds, and unleash your inner freedom. He teaches widely about healing, recovery, happiness, spirituality, and success in all areas of life. Rabbi Alan is a recovery and transformation coach and host of the Torah of Life podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, or click on the link on this page to follow us on social media, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. While on my website, learn more about renting my two guided meditation videos, one connects you to um, two of your past lives, and the other awakens your inner angelic light body. Rent them at your convenience from anywhere in the world, or contact me to schedule a video speech or workshop for your business or community. Your question for today is, are you or a loved one ready to seek help in overcoming an addiction? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Rabbi Elon Glazer to talk about how to break free of addiction with help from Jewish wisdom.
find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show, make a donation or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaula at drpaulajoyce.com. I love you and value what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down, yes, that you or a loved one are ready to seek help in overcoming an addiction. And I'm so grateful to welcome Rabbi Elon Glazer, who's here to discuss How to Break Free of Addiction with Help from Jewish Wisdom. Um, Rabbi Alan, welcome. It's really um, a a great pleasure to have you on the show. I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, Well, uh, you're welcome. And it's um, the topic is so very important. And um, I know that this is not, just for, I know your main focus is people who are Jewish, but um, this is also available and helpful to people of any um, belief system. Is, is that correct? Or religious persuasion? Uh, that, that is definitely correct. Addiction does not discriminate, and addiction doesn't care what faith background, if any, you belong to, nor does addiction care. Uh, which movement of which faith background you might be a part of. 
and addiction <laughs> can affect each and every one of us. And because I'm a rabbi and because there were so few resources in the Jewish community, my work has really become about addiction in the Jewish world. But the truth is, I study recovery teachings from other faith traditions as well, and they inform my work. And it's, I think we all, every religion, every spiritual path has a role to play in helping us live better lives. Because I think at the heart of it, it's really about overcoming the pain that holds us back. And we all need that, and every tradition has, has something to say on the matter. Um, thank you for clarifying that, because I think that's so very important. We're all um, one, um, and and we all um, share humanity and the um, and all that that means with the pains and the joys. And I know you've had your own journey of um, through addiction, which has helped you to help others because you understand this not only from the outside but from the inside. And I think whenever it's been your own journey, there's um, so much more power because of the ability to truly understand and have compassion for the people who um, have addictions and the journey that they're taking to heal. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's been a real blessing for me to be able to use my own story and to be of service to use the experiences that I went through which I wouldn't wish on anyone, but I'm glad that I've been able to turn a corner and use it to provide healing to so many others. And so can you give us just um, a glimpse as to, you refer to a, a number of addictions, and I know you've gone through a lot, just sort of um, uh, a, a, a quick summary or a quick, quick glimpse into some of the things that you've experienced. Sure. Well, I can tell you that if you were to if you were to listen to the story of every person affected by addiction, you will hear stories of isolation and disconnection. And that is certainly true for me. I grew up in many different houses. My father was a synagogue rabbi, my mother was a Jewish day school teacher and principal, and we moved every couple of years and it's hard to grow up in the in the synagogue bubble and wondering who you can talk to and who your friends are and moving every few years was challenging. And my, my parents' marriage was, was, was not the best, had its ups and downs. And my mother had a number of medical challenges. And over the course of, of her life, she had, she ended up needing two liver transplants and had five different cancers, each of which needed chemotherapy and radiation. So really from the time I was born, she was in and out of hospitals, and that did a number on her own ability to be a supportive parent in all the ways that I and my siblings needed. Now, of course, I'm not trying to, to blame my parents for my addiction, right? I made choices, and I continued them, but I, I grew up in a home that where my own needs weren't given the space that I would have liked. And one of the things that resulted from that, we are, we are hardwired to connect to others. We are hardwired to try to find healing and to soothe the anguish of our lives. And the first, uh, the first real tool that I found to do that was food. And my mother was a semi-professional baker on the side. She was really good. 
And one of the things she taught me was there is no emotion that can't be solved with the right amount of sugar. <laughs> and we, we, we could laugh about that today, but I really understood that if I was sad, I should, you know, have a cookie, have a brownie, have a piece of cake. If I was angry, I should have a lot of it. If I was really mad, I should bake something and then eat it, which I did. And it did make me feel better, right? It would solve the immediate problem, except it created other problems. And those other problems include that I gained a lot of weight, and I felt bad about that, and also that once you build up a tolerance, so I needed to eat more sugar in order to get the effect that I used to get when I was only having a little. And so then, you know, you just can't, have enough sugar at that point, then I didn't, I couldn't have one uh, dessert. I wanted the whole box of cookies. I wanted the whole box of brownies and I knew how to bake them. And I did. And, and that was my, my first addicted addiction challenge. I also fell into codependency and love addiction. And then I remember in eighth grade, I fell into pornography as well. And I remember I was out in the schoolyard with, with my classmates and there were a number of us there and, Somebody went to throw something out in the garbage can, and when they did, they noticed there was a pornographic magazine inside the garbage can, and they took it out and brought it over, and we oohed and odd and oh, isn't that interesting, and they went to throw it out, and everybody went home. Everybody except me, because I went back to the garbage can, took it out, and took the magazine home with me, and that created another avenue for me to numb the pain of my life and to distract myself from being alone with the questions that I couldn't answer. And that is a theme that also you'll hear through every recovery story and every addiction story is that I just, I didn't know what to do. Why are my parents so angry at each other? Why do I not have the friends that I need? Why do I have medical challenges? Why does why is my mother in and out of hospitals? Why do they yell? Why do we keep moving? Where is God in this mess of my life? And is there any possible way that my life can get better? And I, I couldn't answer any of those questions. There's a saying in the recovery rooms that says, drinking is not the answer. But when you drink, at least you can forget the question. And that's why we do what we do. And I was numbing myself with all of these different addictions, with food, with codependency, love addiction, pornography, skin picking, hair pulling, gaming, checking my email 36 times a day because maybe somebody needed me to do something. And if I'm doing something else for them, then I can ignore the fact that I don't want to be alone with myself. And this progressed for, for many, many years. And it was really not until I was in rabbinical school where I was required to do a unit of chaplaincy training where for a month we watched videos all about addiction. And the instructor said that we should pay attention to the people in those videos so we could understand how an addict thinks. And I'm sitting there, I'm in my late 20s, I think, and I am looking at these videos and I'm hearing the questions that they're asking and I think to myself, wait a minute. The questions that they ask sound kind of similar to the questions that I asked, and what does that mean? 
And that was really how my recovery journey started for me. Now, it took a couple of years before I really got into the program. It took a, a, a marriage not working very well and not working out before I said, this is not how I want to live. And I did a week-long healing retreat, and I threw myself into the 12 steps, and I found a sponsor, and I worked the program, and I made my amends to lots of different people, and I started owning the fact that I have a role to play in my own recovery. It's not just that life is happening to me. It's that I get to decide how I want to respond to what happens to me. And that made a huge shift in my life. And to move the story along, I ended up looking around the Jewish world, wondering, surely I can't be the first addict in the history of the Jewish people. That makes no sense to me. And I found we've got teachings going back thousands of years about addiction. And why is it, though, that most recovery meetings are in churches? And why is it that rabbis have no training about addiction? And why are we not talking about this anywhere? And you could not have told me when I was getting into recovery that this would become my life's work, and I'm so grateful that it did. And so I did write a book, and then I started a Facebook community, which now has almost 750 members from all over the world. We now have 16 different Jewish recovery learning opportunities every single week with a lot more in the works, and there will be more books and a podcast and retreats and trainings and we are really bringing people together to say that like every other faith tradition, we have what to offer, and we need more spaces where Jews who are in recovery can be both Jewish and in recovery at the same time and not have to explain what that is to each other. We need spaces where we can be safe to just be ourselves and learn and grow together. And... Thank God I have been called to do this work. It's, it's, it's become such a joy for me to be a vehicle for other people's transformation. And the more recovery work I do, the stronger my own program is. And it, 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 it's very helpful for me. And I'm just so blessed to be able to do this work. And every time I speak, people come up to me and thank me for doing this work and say, we need so much more in the Jewish community. Please keep going. So we're, we're two years into this, and we will keep going, and there's a lot more we hope to do. But it's such a joy to do this work, and I really thank you for giving me a chance to share about it. Well, you're welcome, and thank you for bringing all this information to light and for um, allowing um, Jewish people and all people to feel safe having an addiction that they've been hiding, even often from ourselves. And, you know, I was able to laugh as you were talking about the food because that was some of my story, food addiction and sh- addiction to sugar. And um, But I didn't understand it as an addiction until um, one day I finally woke up um, and, and looked mm-hmm. at, no, this isn't, the, like you said, the words, I don't want to live like this. Um, and, and so, and, and yet, you know, the shame that goes with it, it's not, um, it's not fair um, or it's not right for us to feel ashamed because we're all human and we all do the best we can. And we all, when we're young, choose certain paths to survive and then it, 
you know, becomes our life unless we choose to make new choices. And so, you know, the past doesn't have to become the present or the future. We can make new choices and not eat our feelings or numb ourselves um, with uh, alcohol or whatever other means. And I love that you talk about so many of the other kinds of addiction. And that's why why I mentioned addiction to abuse, because we don't often think about some things um, in terms of addictions. And yet I believe that they truly are. Um, and that we can, as we broaden an understanding of addiction, we can broaden ways for people to really heal. The, the truth is we are, we, we humans are quite adept at finding interesting ways to distract ourselves from the pain of our lives. And one, one, one of my favorite Jewish texts that I found when I was writing a book was actually answering the question, can you become addicted to studying Torah? Now, for the rabbis, studying Torah was was the highest thing one could possibly do with their life, right? It's, it's the ultimate, right? Studying God's Word and learning what we're supposed to do. And yet, there's a beautiful story about, uh, about a scholar who would study all the time, and he would only come home once a year on the eve of Yom Kippur to be with his wife. And on this one particular year, he was studying too long, and his wife thought, he's going to come today, he's going to come today, and he didn't come, and, and, and a tear came out from her eye, and at that moment, the story says, he was sitting on the roof of the study hall, and the roof collapsed under him, and he died. Now, that's a, it's, it's clearly an amusing story, because, but, but what it shows is that even the things that are healthy for us, we can become addicted to. And we really have to be careful to look at the behaviors of our lives and ask ourselves, are they serving us or not? Is this the kind of person I really want to be? And, and ultimately, when we take that good hard look at ourselves, we can choose to find the support because whatever someone is addicted to, I guarantee there are other people who are addicted to the same thing. And recovery allows us to find safe and supportive communities of support and people who, who can say to us, I know the pain you're facing. I was, there with, I was there before, and now I will walk with you and help you come to the other side. And that's been such a blessing. That's really beautiful. And we need, thank you for sharing that because, again, it broadens um, a way of thinking about how do we live our lives and are we too focused on one thing, and and do we have a fullness in our life? Let's talk more about um, the, uh, you know, ways of healing um, when we come back. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You receive the information on all our shows, important information from each show in the chapter, and my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fear 
fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind, their heart and mind to move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now, in your paper, write down who do you know who needs to listen to this episode. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Rabbi Alan Glazer to talk more about how to break free of addiction and help with help from Jewish wisdom. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down who you know who needs to listen to this episode. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Andronia can help you. And I'm so thankful we're here with Rabbi Alan Glazer talking about breaking free of addiction with help from Jewish wisdom. Um, Rabbi Alon, so um, let's uh, talk a little bit about what do we do um, about our addiction if we if we're finally at a point where we're admitting it and wanting help. What what happens next? Well, that's a very important point, and 
And the truth is what happens next depends on the specific addiction and it depends on the person who's ready to get help. So what I recommend is a number of things. Many people find support in the 12-step recovery movement, going to Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous or Gambling Anonymous. And there are, there are quite a few recovery fellowships. And there are those for uh, friends and loved ones as well. And some people like going to recovery retreats. Some people, in, in my case, I read a lot of recovery books. And I listened to lots of recovery podcasts and heard stories from other people about their own recovery and hearing their story uh, always gave me some food for thought about my own and good questions to ask myself. Some people do well in the 12-step model and the 12-step model, you go to a meeting, some people go to a meeting every day, some people go a couple times a week. If, like me, you belong to, if you have multiple addictions, what they call cross-addicted, um, I could go to six different meetings each week, and you have to sort of choose which one is the most important for right now. The Many people, as I said, find the 12-step model very helpful. Many of us need the 12-step model plus additional support. So in my case, I needed a spiritual counselor, a rabbi to connect with. I needed a life coach, and I needed a sponsor, and I needed a therapist, and I needed a, a different healer. And it took, and still does, take a whole, a whole brain trust, as I call them, to keep me grounded and focused. And so I, I think that they are invaluable support for a lot of people, and I'm, I'm grateful to be able to serve in some of those roles for others. Some people, the 12-step model doesn't really work, and that's okay. Right? The question is, what model works for you? Some people uh, give up on the 12-step model too, too early. They say, don't give up before the miracle happens. And generally, the best thing to do is to find people who have struggled in the same way for you that you have and ask them, how did they get through it and learn from them and ask them for help and they'll share with you their stories and you'll find a lot of comfort just being able to name your own story and be able to now say, I have options for how I can move forward. If you belong to a person or a student. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you belong to a faith tradition or a spiritual path, it's worth you know, talking to your to your clergy member uh, and seeing what resources your own tradition has to offer. In my case, I really love Jewish music, and I and I have immersed myself. And if I if I'm feeling really down, instead of going to the refrigerator or the pantry or the internet, I can call a sponsor. I can call a friend. I can sing. I can dance. I can go for a walk. I can exercise. I can journal. I can do all of these things that I know are actually much better at helping me address the real challenge and the real upset. And so every time I do that, I feel like I am, I am implementing, I'm using the tools of my own recovery, and we each have the choice, right? Are there days when my, my demons still show up? Sure. Are, are there, is my recovery, is my life perfect? No. Right? But I know that I now have tools to make better decisions, and that gives me a freedom that I never knew. And that's what I want for all of your listeners as well. 
Um, Thank you. That's beautifully said. And nobody's life is perfect, no matter how good it looks from the outside and what we imagine their lives to be. We all have our own struggles and and the and our own um, demons or difficulties that we need to deal with. I love how you've opened the box that it's it's um, not one size fits all, twelve steps or nothing. That there are lots of ways, and sometimes there's more than one. And I know exactly what you mean. There was a time when I was seeing someone almost every day. There was a chiropractor, acupuncturist, massage therapist. I mean, I had a whole team that um, that I needed at that point. And thank God I had the capability of doing that and, and of finding and affording that support in order to um, to heal and, and we each have to know what we need that will allow us to get through um, the pain and the challenges and to allow ourselves to feel without being overwhelmed. But as you say, to use the tools. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to know that our life matters. The most important thing is to learn that our life matters and that we, we are entitled to be happy. We are entitled to be free. We're entitled to be okay in our own skin. And many of us were not raised that way through no fault of our own. And so it's really, for me, about every day saying to myself, it's a blessing to be alive today. What can I do to be the best me today? I love that you said that because that was so important for me as well to come to an understanding that I deserved to have a good life, that I deserved to love myself, um, to feel love, to heal, and to have the life that I hoped for and dreamed about. That, you know, as um, some saying goes, you know, and God didn't create any junk. You know, um, and there was another one that I love that God's gift to us is life. Our gift to God is what we do with it. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and so, yes, we we all have options and choices. And I love that you have um, opened our eyes to... Um, to to a bigger way, a broader way of thinking about addiction and healing from addiction. I'm so grateful for you coming on the show for the work that you do. I encourage everybody to purchase the book and God created recovery, Jewish wisdom to help you break free from your addiction, heal your wounds and unleash your inner freedom. And people can go to your website. Do you want to give us the website and also your email address for people who want to contact you directly? Sure, I'll be happy to. Our, our, our current website is bookus.page slash Our Jewish Recovery. We're actually in the process of building a new one. 
but uh, there are resources and you can, you can find out more about us there. And anyone who's interested is welcome to join us on Facebook in the Our Jewish Recovery Group. We do welcome non-Jewish allies and friends. So if that's of interest, don't be shy. And my email address is Rabbi Elon at OurJewishRecovery.com. And if there's anyone here who's listening who I can be of service to, it would be an honor for me to do so. Thank you so much and bless you and your work. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpologist.com, like us on Facebook, rent my past life regression workshop video and awakening your inner angelic light body, read my latest blog, learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, reading the Akashic Records or tarot, past life regressions, dream interpretation, channeling your family, guardian angel, and more. I'm also available to video conference, a custom design workshop or speech for you, or any of my speeches or workshops, such as dissolving fear and anxiety, overcoming abuse, 21 steps for healing the body, discovering hope and silver linings, the OM awakening, or the ultimate creative problem-solving process, or I can design something specifically for you and your group. If you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their relationships, health, and wealth. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Now I want to introduce you to Archangel Andronia, who's the Archangel over self-care and self-love. Ask for her help in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to take care of yourself and overcome your addiction. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Andronia, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me overcome my addiction to food. You can even be more specific and say something like, Archangel Androni, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me love myself enough to take care of myself and overcome my addiction. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that she is helping you because she is. Please join us next Thursday when Wendy DeRosa will be here to talk about becoming an empowered empath, how to clear energy, set boundaries, and embody your intuition. June 24th, when Kate Eekman will join us to discuss full spirit workout, a 10-step system to shed your self-doubt, strengthen your spiritual core, and create a fun and fulfilling life. And on July 1, when Regina Louise will talk about permission Granted, kick-ass strategies to bootstrap your way to unconditional self-love. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you, and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, 
Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.